Hare Paul, Pranams to you all. Welcome to explore the land of faith together. Today we will talk about the growth of faith from Sradha, tender faith, to Nistha, firm faith, or faith that is uh, informed by revelation, divine knowledge that is coming to us through our teachers and uh, through our scriptures. I will begin by reciting a few prayers and you are welcome to join them or if you have some other prayers or mantras that are closer to your heart feel free to say them as a blessing for our meeting today om magyana timirandhasya gyananjana salakaya saksurun militam yena tasmai sri gurave namaham Vansakalpatarupyasca, kripasindhupya evatsa, patitanam pana vepyo, vaisna vepyo, namo namaham. Vande Sri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodito, Kododaye Puspavanto, Chitro Sando Tamonudo. Vandeham Sri Ramakrishna, Apayat Saranastako, Sukado Paramanando, Sundaro Supalapriyom. The cross of faith and the cross of love are often compared with a creeper, a wine that grows. Uh, from a small seed and slowly rotates towards the sun. In our last talk, we shortly discussed how it all began, the origin of faith, how we knowingly or unknowingly have served Vaishnavs along the way, how we somehow or the other have caught their attention and how their blessing has followed us ever since, helping us to come in contact with these high ideals. We talked about uh, how faith is a present from above, from divine themselves, a present that is delivered us uh, uh, by our teachers. And we talked about how we as sadhakas, as practitioners on the path uh, of love are called and trusted to take good care of the present that we have received. Today we will focus more on the growth of faith. Sri Rupa Goswami, one of the great theologians of Gaudiya tradition, uh, describes in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sin to nine steps of Bhakti, nine steps uh, that we are taking or nine phases that we are going through on our path when we are learning to love unconditionally. So Sri Rupa writes, first, first faith, then holy association, followed by the acts of pajana, acts of spiritual practice, resulting in the cessation of obstacles, then steadiness, taste, attachment, ecstasy, and divine love. This is the order of stages through which prema, divine love, arises in sadhakas. So today we will go through the first five steps out of nine meaning those steps that talk about faith or the growth of faith. So let's start from the beginning with Sradha, tender faith. 
in the beginning, we are opening up to the idea of transcendental mystic reality. We are opening up to understanding that uh, there are so many things that we don't know and uh, that we can't measure uh, in this world. At the level of Sratha, we are accepting that there's enormous potential for growth in, in our heart, for the growth of love in our heart. We are accepting the personal idea of God, Krishna, whom we can get to know better and with whom we can start forming the personal relationship. And at the same time, we might not, we might not quite understand how lucky we actually are. We have arrived at the level of, uh, at the um, stage of Sraddha by a stroke of inconceivable luck, by the blessing of Vaishnavs. But we might not fully understand how extremely lucky we are, and uh, we might not understand the worth and value of the present that we have received. Sometimes it could happen um, that um, we receive a fine work of art or uh, a nice ways from, as a present from our elders or relatives, an old aunt or mother-in-law. And um, we say thank you to them and praise the present that we have received. But then secretly in our mind, we might think that, well, it's, it's okay. It's not that bad for, for an artwork, but it doesn't fit very well in our home with all the other things that we have there. So we hide the present that we get into a closet. And then we are reminding ourselves that when, when these relatives come for a visit, we must, we must remember then to take out the, the artwork and put it on the wall at that point. point. And then, then later, maybe after years, uh, we, we might realize that uh, actually the painting or the vase is a rarer piece of art that is extremely valuable. We just didn't know it. Uh, uh, that artwork, it could have, uh, could have solved all our financial problems that we were struggling, struggling with, but uh, because we didn't know the true value of it, uh, we just had it hiding in the closet. So, so, so we do, don't always fully understand the value of um, the seed of love, the faith that we, we are receiving. And also, we might not see the value of the stage where we are, are at the moment in our life. We might not appreciate Shraddha, but see it somehow a bit inferior, like something that we need to leave soon behind. And well, fair enough, um, uh, we are called to grow. Um, uh, we are called to become Sarakrahi Vaishnavs, essence-seeking. Vaishnavs, devotees who are able to differentiate what is eternal and essential for the growth of love, uh, love in us, and uh, what is essential for the spiritual practice that is supporting our growth. But at the same time, in the middle of all these high ideals and a call for growth, I think that uh, the stage of Sraddha, tender faith, it's also something to celebrate. Uh, because, um, well, we have arrived at the first stage of love. We are already on the way. And it's something that uh, will never be taken away from us. Uh, 
any step that we take, it will never be lost. On the very first step, we are hearing the encouragement to learn to find what is essential in life. And that takes us to the second uh, stage of bhakti, the next step of faith and love, sadhu sangha, the association of devotees. So we listen to different spiritual teachers and learn something from all of them. And at the time, we start feeling a special connection with some of them. They are challenging our thoughts. They are inspiring our mind and they are touching our heart. We want to learn to see the world and meaning of life through their eyes. When I'm listening to them, I feel like, wow, they are seeing the world in a very different way than I'm able to see. And I, I feel this longing growing, like I, I would love to learn to see the world in that way too. I have to learn from this person how to do it. Um, <clears throat> And also, if we think about the Gaudiya, the scriptures of, um, of um, Gaudiya tradition, they are so full of knowledge, full of information. They contain everything, everything that there was, everything that there is, and everything that there will be. So there's so much information available that it's easy to get sidetracked or, or kind of um, stuck in some curious curious, uh, extraordinary details. So, uh, and there are so many uh, different theological commentaries and interpretations. So we, we need a guide to, um, with all of that, that to help us um, to find, find the essential, essential terror. My Guru Maharaj Bhaktivedanta Tripura Swami signs often his emails uh, with the quote from Prihad uh, Bhagavatamrita, Kadhopakaris Mritida Priyanam. It's an, uh, it's an excerpt, uh, how do you say in English, like uh, one line of the longer verse, which is basically saying um, a person who can remind one of a beloved not present is considered the most sincere and helpful friend. A person who can remind us about our ideal, about God, about love of our life that is not present here at the moment in a way that we could directly experience it. Uh, that kind of person is our most sincere and helpful friend. And, and um, when I first time, when I read that um, signature for the first time, I have to confess that uh, my first impression was a little, little bit like, wow, that's quite bold thing to say and, um, and quite big promise to make. Like your most sincere and helpful, helpful friend. Well, let's see about that. But, um, but if we think about it more closely, our teachers, they are doing so much for us. They are giving us the seed of faith, the seed of love that is coming coming from the other side, from the land of faith. Our teachers are turning the soil of our heart and planting the seed there. And they are watering and nourishing the little creeper of devotion that starts growing. So we might, we might think that we are serving our teachers in so many ways, 
but to be honest, quite often it's uh, it is the other way around. They are serving us in so many ways. And we really need those kind of friends who can inspire us and uh, help us to grow in our faith and practice. So it's essential to find a teacher who can help us to differentiate and find the essential. But it's also important to find spiritual family and other spiritual friends. We need a community, a group of people where we, where we can feel that um, we can be who we are and we are accepted for who we are. We need a spiritual community where there's space for growth and which is helping us to grow. There are groups and communities where roles are very fixed. And if you start acting in a different way than you have done before, or if you start asking questions you haven't dared to ask before, it's not always treated with appreciation. Uh, the groups in general um, tend to focus more on uh, harmony, safety and stability. So we need to be conscious of that and uh, consciously pay attention that our spiritual family is easy to join and there's room for diversity. We need to keep the threshold, threshold low and the ceiling high. Bhakti Pranaya Padmanabha Maharaj was uh, visiting Finland a couple of months ago. And in one of his um, and in, in one of the evenings, he was talking about how relationships with equals are often the most challenging uh, within the devotee community. Um, so uh, when we meet the newcomer, we often have quite naturally compassion and tolerance with them. We might feel a bit nostalgic hearing the questions and we might think that, oh, I, I, I used to have those questions too back, back in the days. Or we might see the overflowing enthusiasm and we might think, oh, I used to be like that too. What has happened to me? <laughs> and then on the other hand, uh, in relation to our teachers and other senior devotees, we usually choose to act um, with a certain level of uh, respect and a uh, and little distance, even, even if we would have, um, have a like good and informal, in, informal relationship with them, them, we still kind of choose to keep a little bit distance and uh, show us in our best, best light. My Guru Maharaj often compares Guru with fire, so in order to feel the warmth, we, we need to be close enough to the fire. But if we go too close, too fast, we might get burned. So, so there's need for certain balance and also sometimes a certain, certain distance. But with equals, we can truly sear ourselves. We relax, we laugh, we cry, we sear our thoughts more freely. We support and encourage each other. We do service together. We sing and hear together and inspire each other. And at the same time, we also challenge each other, even without intending to. Uh, we kind of serve each other as mirrors. And sometimes we see our own shortcomings in others. 
And in those moments we can choose, do I blame that person? Do I put all my energy in trying to change them? Or can I look inside in, in myself? Uh, and uh, am I able to learn something about myself and about those things that are kind of shading or covering or preventing the spiritual growth or personal growth as well in myself? Anyway, the point that I, I wanted to make here is that, um, that uh, we can be inspired by, by all devotees. We can be inspired by, by those who have already walked the path and uh, serve now us as our guides. And uh, we can be inspired by those who are sharing the path with us and uh, who are seeing the same landscape as we are. And we can be inspired also by them who are just starting the journey and who perhaps in no time will happily be passing us by on their way, way that is going more or going faster forward. So with the help of our friends, uh, we are coming to the next stage of Pakti, Pakti uh, Pajana Kriya, where we really enter realms of spiritual practice again together with our friends. Pakti Vidoda Thakur, the great theologian of Gaudiya tradition who lived in 19th um, century, uh, drew a par par parallel between the verses of Shikshastakam prayer and growth of devotion. So in the second verse of Shikshastakam, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is crying. So many names you have manifested and in them invested all your power. There is no hour, no rule to recall them. O Bhagavan, your mercy is so great. But just see my faith, my misfortune. For your name, I have no attraction. I read the verse from uh, Shikshastakam of Sri Chaitanya, book written by Swami Bhaktivedanta Tripurari, one of my favorite books. <laughs> um, so, um, so at the moment of initiation, our guide is whispering uh, the 16 most beautiful names of God into our ear. And, and they invite us to repeat them, to sing them, to meditate them alone and together with friends. They invite us to weave those names into our everyday life. Uh, and keep those names close to our heart at any time, in any place. Cherish them without heart and fast rules for chanting them. And then later we receive other mantras, little prayers that hold the core essence of Gaudiya theology in them. And those prayers help us to deepen our spiritual practice. I was recently listening to lectures that Guru Nista Prabhu was giving about intentional sadhaka, focusing on making progress. And he showed in a very inspiring way the importance of small things in our practice. Like, for example, if we are able to invest five minutes more 
every day into a, into a practice, it will add up. And in one year, it will be more than 30 hours altogether. In the beginning of, of our journey, many of us, we tend to go for kind of um, um, big things and uh, we tend to overestimate our capacity or ability to do, to practice, to do the spiritual practice. For, exam for example, we might say to ourselves, like, um, I will read 50 pages of Srimad Bhagavatam every night or, or, or other things like that and we start enthusiastically and then when times go when times goes by we might notice that we have bitten uh, bitten more than we actually can do at, at right now at this moment where where we are at our path and um well there's nothing wrong in being ambitious in uh, in our practice and in spiritual life it shows our eagerness and our willingness to grow but at the same time it can be harmful if we are aiming too high if the result is quitting our practice because we weren't able to do what we we planned or or if it results in feelings of guilt if of guilt or unhealthy feelings of inability. There's also, uh, there's also healthy sorrow and healthy remorse that we feel in relation to our practice. Like we read in, in Shikshastakam, but just see my fate, my misfortune, for your name I have no attraction. Another characteristic uh, of this kind of sorrow is that it makes us eager to chant more, to meditate more, to sing more the names of divine. This kind of remorse doesn't turn us away from our practice or foster self-hatred in us. After all the process of um, spiritual progress, it's not about us uh, and our misery and our in incapability of, uh, of um, practicing. It's about the love of God. It's about the compassion of Lord Nityananda, who is waiting for us and reaching for us with both of his hands. It's about compassion of our teachers who are willing to travel an endless journey in order to find us so that they can personally introduce us to their best friend. Krishnani Prabhu is talking, talking often um, about Pajana um, Kriya, and she's often making a point that uh, at this, at, that um, the stage of Pajana Kriya is characterized by unsteadiness in our practice. I personally, I have been encouraged so many times by her uh, when I have been struggling with my practice and uh, somehow she, she's always able to find the right words uh, in, that, in that situation. So anyway, um, at the stage of Pajana Kriya, we are enthusiastic and then we lose our interest. We become inspired again by, by the blessing of our friends and our spiritual family. We might, uh, or we might chant and, uh, and stick to the vows or promises that we have made. We might stick to our, our practice in an outwardly way. 
but then at the same time uh, in our mind we might travel somewhere else in the past or in the future and and we are not really paying attention to what we are doing and all of this it's perfectly normal at the stage of pajana kriya it's part of our growth it's not something that most of us can just skip in um, in one day or over one night night pajana kriya means that we have grown some roots in the soil of love but the creeper is not yet very strong. We swing and bend uh, with the winds of this world. And at the same time, our roots are keeping us grounded. Our spiritual family is guarding us in a way that bigger storms are not hitting us so hard. So anyway, now that uh, the month of Karatik is starting soon, I would like to encourage all of us to think about something that uh, brings us joy and encouragement in, in spiritual practice and add a little bit of that uh, in our days. We don't have to make a long list of, uh, uh, of demands for ourselves. We don't have to pick something that doesn't come to us naturally at that point where we are on the path, path right now. Our tradition, it's not foremost about the renunciation and self-denial. It's about joy, it's about connection, it's about strengthening the bond with our teachers and with God. So, until now, now we have received the present of faith, we have found a spiritual guide and like-minded devotees around us to inspire and to be inspired by, and we have taken up the spiritual practice. And the more we practice, little by little, we come at the stage uh, of anartha nrdriti, cessation of obstacles. Giving up, giving up false values that prevent the spiritual growth in us. My Guru Maharaj is writing about anarthas as activities and thought patterns that get in the way of our ability to understand that which is actually valuable. Under their influence, we are distracted from our practice. We repeat the mantras, but in our mind, we are traveling somewhere else. Uh, the notion of thought patterns is especially interest, interesting to me. I find it interesting because it's uh, because thought patterns, they are often the cause for us to act in a certain way or not to do something. And if we are able to change the way how we think, then we are able to change our behavior. Like, for example, we might have a thought pattern pattern, there's a little voice inside of our head that is saying, for example, that um, that we are not able, that we're not able to do something, we're not capable of doing something. And, uh, and as a result of that thought pattern, we are never doing it. But if we, if we manage to change the thought pattern into, uh, into, for example, well, I could try I wasn't able to do that five years ago, but uh, maybe I have changed. How do I know I have changed if I don't give it a try? 
And then we might notice that, well, actually we can do it. We, well, we, we might not be super good at it, but, uh, but anyway, doing that new thing, it's bringing us joy and inspiration in our spiritual life. Uh, life. So it's, it's, it's worth, worth trying. When I was at school already a long time ago, there was once a philosopher who came to give a class for us. And um, he was talking about values in general, in general. And at one point he was a little bit criticizing value surveys that um, research, where researchers ask uh, people about their values. He was making a point that uh, often we tend to give an idealistic image of ourselves. For example, we might say that we would watch only documentary films, but actually most of the time we are perhaps watching uh, stand-up comedy and uh, reality TV. Or we might say that we, we, we value the environment, uh, but actually we don't pay so much attention to it in our everyday life. So he was basically saying that, um, give me your calendar and give me your bank account information and I will tell you what your real values are. And I remember that I felt a pinch of consciousness when I was, I was listening, listening his talk. Back in the days um, or, or at that time, I hadn't met the devotees yet, but I was, I was quite active in environmental movement and in, in some environmental activist groups. And, uh, and hearing, hearing the talk, I kind of felt that, oh, I'm not really doing anything for the environment. And I definitely should be doing more if I'm saying that I value, value it. And, um, and I, I felt that way, even though, even though objectively uh, speaking, I was doing quite a lot, uh, like considering my life situation and uh, other responsibilities that I had. Uh, if I were to meet that philosopher today, I would probably challenge him a little bit and, uh, and ask him that uh, isn't the point of values also that, 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 that they are setting us an ideal? Aren't they showing a way in which uh, we want to grow? Like a pole star, north star, or the um, south cross. Uh, crooks on the southern sky that are pointing out the orientation. We are not there yet. We haven't reached our goal, but we have the direction clearer in our minds where we want to go. So there's always this kind of balancing in our life, recognizing honestly where we are, not falsely pretending to be something else, and at the same time seeing our, our ideal and actively reaching for it with the strength and abilities we have at this moment, not pushing ourselves too hard or too little. Srimati Bhakti Rasa is giving talks on Tuesdays in October with the title Unmasking the Demons in the Kingdom of the Heart. And in her last talk, um, she made a really nice point about Anartha Navriti. She said that anartha nvriti is not an action in itself. We don't engage in anartha 
Nibriti, we engage in sadhana. And as a result, in engaging in spiritual practice, that will be anartha nivriti. The weeds in our little inner garden are being pulled out so that the creeper of love can strengthen and have space to grow. We are meditating Krishna's names. We are chanting them. We are singing their glories. We invite Krishna in our heart in the form of his name. Anarthas are not clean, cleansed from our heart immediately. It takes some time. But our, our humility and our desire to overcome them attracts the compassion of God, compassion of Krishna Chaitanya. And one day he will come and wash and cleanse our hearts like he cleansed the, cleansed the Kundicha temple. temple. He's dancing at the stage of our minds and inside of our heart. And even the last bit of false pride, pratista, which is the root of all anarthas, is whipped away. We don't have to be steady in our practice in order to be cleansed. We will become steady and fixed in our faith through the practice which is cleansing our heart. So now we have given up false pride and uh, good and bad habits and thought patterns that have been distracting us uh, uh, from our, our ideal. And through that, we have arrived uh, at the stage of nishtha, firm faith or, fame or faith that is informed by revelation. We have engaged our intelligence, emotion, will, and actions in a conscious service of, of um, our ideal. Bhaktivedanta Thakur is connecting uh, Nistha with the third verse in um, with the third verse of Shiksastakam. Oops, I lost the lost the page. Here it is. Being humble like a blade of grass, being more tolerant than a tree, expecting no admiration, yet showing others veneration, one should glorify, glorify Hari constantly. Just before this verse in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Sri Krishna Chaitanya is asking his associates, Swarup Damodar Goswami and Ramananda Roy, to hear about the symptoms or characteristics of the practice by which the true love for God is awakened in our heart. What kind of meditation, what kind of prayer, what kind of chanting and singing has the power to change us? Sri, Chaitanya, Sri Krishna Chaitanya says, constant chanting of Hari, humbly, tolerantly, and pridelessly. My first impression when I hear, hear something like that is that, wow, it's impossible. How can I ever be able to do that? But the point is, um, I would not be able to do it, my, do it myself, but I'm not alone. I have my spiritual family around me. My God is showing me the way. And the God, Krishna, is there as well, staying with me in the form of his name. 
my Guru Maharaj has written words of encouragement in his book, um, Shikshastakam of Street Chaitanya. I quote, Krishnanam will gradually qualify us to chant with these symptoms as we progress from Anistapajana Kriya through Anartan Rivriti to Nishtapajana Kriya. Then with steady practice, uninterrupted by Anarthas, our chanting will lead to Prema. So even if I personally might feel that it's impossible for me to reach even the midterm goal, not to speak of the final ideal, I can trust and I can learn to trust the, the words of my teachers. My Guru Maharaj also refers to these four virtues as our regulative principles, humility, tolerance, not accepting honor, yet honoring others. So even, even if these principles are fully realized uh, at the stage of Nista, they can guide us from the very beginning, from the very first step of our, our journey. We can ask ourselves uh, in different difficult or, or pleasant situations of life, how is this helping my humility to grow? How is this making me more tolerant or more kind to others? How is this helping me to fight my pride or my tendency to seek for recognition? At the stage of Nishta, firm, firm faith, we also managed to fully harmonize our intellect with our heart. The revelation, the eternal wisdom in the form of our scriptures and in the form of, um, of the teaching of our teachers is starting to make sense in a balanced way. At, the, at that point, all that we read is strengthening uh, our faith and is not turning us away from, from, from it because we are able to differentiate things that are essential to the growth of faith and other things that might have been essential or more essential in the different time, in, the, in a different place, under different circumstances. In the beginning of, of a spiritual path, um, uh, we might be a bit black and white in our thinking, and that's also part of the, part of the process. Even, even as a result of it, we might sometimes be quite hard on ourselves and uh, even to others. But when we grow, we start seeing all different shades of gray with the help from our teachers. And we learn to appreciate the broadness and flexibility of our tradition. We learn to see how it is eternal and fresh at the same time. Sometimes it requires uh, taking a little bit distance from black and white thinkers when we are celebrating the all, all different stages of gray. Uh, we are respecting them and treating them kindly. And at the same time, we need to take responsibility of our personal spiritual well-being as well, making sure that our main association helps us to grow in the right direction. And then when we move forward, our perception changes again. The winds of the world, they are, not, they are no longer able to shake the creeper of love out of balance anymore. We start seeing all the beautiful colors and everything will be connected to our spiritual ideal. 
And what are the colors anyway? Krishna is black, Balarama is white, Radharani is golden. There are so many beautiful colors inside of uh, Gaudiya tradition. And all of them are beautiful. We don't anymore have to differentiate between people since we see only devotees everywhere. Okay, um, today we have talked about uh, the growth of faith. Uh, so in the beginning of the path, we receive the seed of love. We make a conscious choice to believe. We make, make a choice to look through the window of, of, of opportunity that has been opened to us uh, by our teachers. We believe in order to understand uh, at least something about the essence and purpose of life, about means and the goal. And when our journey continues, we find spiritual family and guide who will help us, us to move forward on the path with the speed that is right for us, considering our personal situation and our, our background. We practice, sometimes full of enthusiasm, sometimes with less enthusiasm. And um, we might sometimes give up our practice and give and pick it up again. So it's all part of the process, process as we move forward. And when we approach the names of, of God uh, with humility and willingness to give up obstacles that are still on our path, little by little they are removed and there's space for our faith to grow. And then, and then with that, we arrive at the stage of firm, firm faith with humility, confidence and trust that the current of divine love flowing from the heart of our teachers can carry us further so that in one day, we will be able to experience that kind of love ourselves. Okay, I, I think we can stop here for today. I would love to hear some of your thoughts and experiences about the growth of faith. If you have some words of encouragement to share with, with us, uh, us, that would be wonderful to hear them. And, uh, and if there are any questions or comments uh, related to this talk, I'm, I'm happy to hear them. Let's see, I'm, I'm making sure that um, you can unmute yourself if you want to comment. And please make sure that you are on the English channel so then you all can hear. Haribol. <laughs> I have a question. Um, and it's there is a saying that faith takes a long time to, to build, but it's very easy to destroy. I was wondering if you can share your thoughts on that quote in relation to the things you've been talking about today. Thank you. That's really, really a nice question. 
So uh, I, I will repeat repeat the question just to make sure that um, everyone is hearing it. So Siamananda is um, mentioning that there is a saying like uh, faith takes a long time to build up, but it's easily destroyed. Sorry if I didn't quote it quite word to word, but that was the the point point anyway. And and he was asking if I could say something about that in in relation to things that we have talked today. I think that's very very important and uh, essential question. I have always I have also heard the saying in a bit different form uh saying like trust 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 uh, takes a long time to build and uh but it can be broken in a blink of an eye and 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 it's actually like faith and trust they are they are they are very much the um the same same thing or or in many ways i find that they are synonyms synonyms because um, also when we talk about growth of faith uh, we are not so we are not so much talking about the growth of information or or um, growth in knowledge, even though there is that point as well. But most of all, we are talking about um, the growth in trusting, how we are able to trust the way, how we are able to trust our teachers, how we are able to trust the divine, divine, and um, and um, I. I'm, I'm thinking that um, that even though we are moving in a or, or, or we are talking about spiritual things, spiritual practice and uh, kind of moving around in a spiritual level, if we can say say so, we still have uh, every one of us has our background and our personal experiences about different relationships uh, in this world. And, uh, and if our trust uh, has been wounded before in relation to other people or in relation to high ideals, uh, it will take time before we kind of recover and uh, are able to build up that trust again. And, um, and, and in that sense, um, I would just say that uh, it's good to be compassionate with ourselves and also with each other in in that sense kind of give us give us time time like like you said like you said um, um, the faith and uh, trust they take long time to build up build up so so that's that's one of the one of the points I would like to make. Uh, it, it also comes to my mind that this kind of questions, um, uh, we might have them in relation to faith in general or, or, or spiritual tradition in general, but uh, particularly we, we might have uh, that kind of thoughts in, in relation to our teachers and to our guides. And in, in those um, cases, I, I would say that um, that if if it feels like a lot to put your trust in in a, in a in a in a teacher in a certain teacher, then it's okay to start um, first 
um, by finding a spiritual family around you, finding people that inspire you, you and kind of finding your home there and uh, then perhaps seeing who are they following, who are they listening to and uh, kind of um, yeah, building, a building the trust little by little. And then, um, uh, well, perhaps a third point <laughs> that uh, just pops to my mind is also that uh, um, that we are also, um, it's a great responsibility to talk about uh, um, spiritual things and, uh, and to be in, interac in, in interaction with, with each other. About, about them so that we are not um, um, unintentionally um, hurting, <laughs> hurting or like cracking the faith that is uh, uh, just slowly growing its other, but that we always try to somehow support and encourage the growth of it because it's such a fragile Thing, like you mentioned. All right, thank you. There's a, a comment in the chat, uh, in the comment section in Spanish. Um, would you like to translate that, Kaliuka uh, Pavana Prabhu? All right. All right, thank you. Um, did the English channel listeners hear what Kaliuka uh, Pavana um, Prabhu was saying? Yes, we could hear, but the people on Facebook and on YouTube, they won't hear what he said. All right, all right. Thank you, Sakirati. So, um, um, so just um, um, to summarize shortly, uh, Mahapriya from Mexico 
uh, was writing a comment or yeah wrote a comment uh, in the comment section and um, and uh, she was uh, thanking for this um, class series like street satanisanga talks uh, and she was sharing some of her like personal um uh, personal experience how she's uh, trying every moment uh, to grow and um, how she's motivated to move forward in her practice and uh, how tolerance and humility are like um, like she's uh, inspired by those ideals as well and uh, and she mentioned that she appreciates this uh, circle of classes because they help help in her practice and I, I, I thank you for this comment. It, it, it's a nice comment. And I can totally um, agree, agree with, with that. For me as well, these, um, these classes that we are, these talks that are running like every day, they, they have been a huge inspiration. I'm not always able to attend live, but uh, usually I'm trying to listen to them, them later. And uh, I kind of feel that many of you who are in these talks with me, me like uh, we are listening to the same talks and we are listening to Swami call. It's like, um, even, even we haven't met, it's almost like I know you already. So it's, um, it's a nice inspiration for me as well. All right. Thank you. Thank you again. I think there are no more. Oh, there's one more comment by Mohini Dasi. Uh, just to say, I agree also that these talks are very encouraging and I appreciate the positivity and realism as well. I loved the suggestion for Karthik about choosing something you love in your spiritual life and doing that more. Thank you. Thank you, Mohindasi. All right, now I think uh, we can stop here for the today. So thank you for your presence. Thank you for your comments and questions. Thank you for the Spanish translation, Kaliuka Pavana Prabhu. And um, I will continue uh, exploring the land of faith on next Monday, 18th of October. And then we will be discussing Saranagadi surrender as the outer expression of faith. I hope to see you there. I offer my gratitude and my hope to grow in faith and in humility at the feet of my spiritual teachers and at the feet of Vaishnavs who are like wish-fulfilling trees, full of kindness and compassion to all living beings. Sri Gaudiya Vaishnava Guru Prambaraki Chai, Kaura Nityananda Ki Chai, Pakti Devi Ki Chai, Kaura Pakta Vrinda Ki Chai, Kaura Premanande Hari Bol. Hari Bol. Shri Mati Hari Priyadasi Ki Chai. Chai.